Hey, welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. Um, I'm one of your co-hosts, Sarah Inman, and we're doing the podcast a little bit different today. Um, We're all in our homes, and we're recording via an online chat, and so I'm going to go around and introduce, we have more people on than normal, which is pretty cool being able to do that. So uh, introduce first, as always, our lead pastor and co-host of the podcast, Brett Nicholson. What's up, Brett? Hey, Sarah. A whole lot. I mean, and I'm just glad you're at home. I'm glad the governor told you to be home today. (laughs) That's right. I was told to stay home. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that story in a minute why I'm home and I'm not allowed back in the building for a while. So, and no one is really. Um, and then we have also uh, Matt Brivable, who's creative arts director at One Life Church. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's going on? Natalie Jaranowski is our uh, executive director. Hi, Natalie. Hey, Sarah. And then uh, we have, oh, it's good so far. We got Ryan Nunn and Cynthia Nunn, and Ryan is mm-hmm. campus pastor um, at uh, our Henderson campus. What's going on, guys? Hey, hey, hey. Hello, everybody. Awesome. So um, we obviously are in an interesting time right now um, with coronavirus. COVID-19 has changed our world, changed everybody's world. And um, we want to continue having some conversations using the podcast to have conversations and create another communication point for for everyone listening to um, just have something um, different to do. And so today we thought it'd be really interesting to talk about specifically parenting during this time, because um, I can't imagine, I'm personally not a parent myself, um, but everyone here is a parent and some are grandparent. That's Brett. He's a grandparent. Sorry, not naming names. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's yeah. Brett. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so we want to just talk about what that experience is like and, and kind of just have some conversation around that. So we've got some extra people on here today, which is really cool. Um, obviously, the podcast is going to sound a little bit different today because everyone's uh, remote in except myself. So um, and I'll start with that. Yeah. So just why I'm home. And Brett mentioned that the governor told me to stay home. But first, my boss, which is Natalie, told me to stay home. Um, I started feeling kind of gross middle of last week. And then Thursday, Friday had symptoms of um, basically felt like just like a cold, almost like flu, but I didn't get tested specifically. But I called my doctor, um, got some medicine started over the weekend, feeling better. But Man, I felt like I got hit by a truck on Friday, Saturday, and didn't move for a couple of days. So, um, thankfully, no um, uh, major symptoms of fever or cough or anything like that. So, but I've been basically told to stay home for a few weeks. So here I am. Feel free to talk to me anytime. I'm gonna be bored. You're still killing so, it, there. Great job. Making a podcast. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I wanted to, Brett. Anything kind of just starting out. Um, from the week that you've just kind of, I don't know, seen or thought about as we're continuing to do services, but just life in general? Well, life in general, I mean, today was a great example. I mean, uh, we're doing this on a Monday. And what strikes me is that uh, I was in a meeting where we were making plans and the governor uh, came on and changed those plans, like right as we're sitting there. And so uh, we're dealing with that in our own world, in the church world and planning, but everybody's dealing with that. It's like it, 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 it keeps changing. And, and I think that's, I, I do have a heart for people because they're, everybody's going through that in different ways. And about the time you think you've got it figured out, then something changes and you have to figure some other things out. And so that just kind of keeps going. And that unsettled feeling is one of those things that I, I kind of hate uh, that people are going through that kind of thing. And I'm digging back into my mind where, how do you kind of lower your anxiety levels? And I'll, I'll be talking about that tonight on, uh, on Facebook and, and just how do you, how do you kind of stabilize yourself mentally is one of my biggest concerns. And that's relevant to parenting as well. I know that's, that's one of the hardest things about parenting is keeping your cool <laughs> and just keeping things uh, navigated. So. Man. 
Um, and, and I do want to start uh, with Ryan and Cynthia, and Cynthia, and Cynthia specifically. So um, you guys are parents of three, and Cynthia also right now um, has been working at a local hospital here in town. And so I'd love to just hear some of the experience of what that's been like, because I think everyone kind of has an idea in their head, you know, of some of the fears that we've been seeing um, and hearing about. But kind of just give us a little bit of your own personal experience, what it's been like even walking in there right now, because I know everything's locked down. So, Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Sarah. I do work at a local hospital in our tri-state, and it's definitely been different than it ever has before. Um, lots of quietness when you walk in. Um, we are getting our temperatures taken and things before we can even enter the building um, so that we are not putting any of our um, patients at risk as well. So that's the first time that's ever happened <laughs> that I'm getting screened before I walk into the place that I work. And it is kind of quiet, like I said, strict visitation. Um, I work in the only OB emergency room, so the doors are closed and we're just kind of quarantined into our own little area. Um, so it, it has been different. There is the, the talk of the shortage of personal protective equipment or PPE, which people call it, is, is really, it's there. We have everything we need at Women's Hospital, but we are being very mindful and taking um, that very seriously so that we're not wasting a bunch of equipment in case that is needed for, you know, really ill patients. So... I will say for the first time ever as a nurse in 15 years of just having to think about that and be conscious of what I'm using um, as far as not using up too much of the PPE. And so, yeah, it is, it's a unique place to be. I'm not worried. I'm not scared. I'm not afraid to go to work. I'm honored that I get to go to work Mm. and um, take care of those people, even if they are, you know, possible patients that could have the Corona think when you're a healthcare worker, you know what you're signing up for. And we know that there are going to be times in our life where we are going to be exposed. And so we just kind of do the best we can. And in the healthcare setting, we're taking it one day at a time, just like everybody else is. Yeah, that's wow. I'm excited. Yeah, I have a, an appointment coming up and I was like, oh man, what do I do? And I had to ask, you know, and they said, you know, you'll have your temperature taken and, um, you know, they'll make sure that they walk you where you're going to go and all those things. So, yeah, so I mean, things are still happening. Um, I have a friend I talked to this morning. She's pregnant and she's, you know, said everything's been going pretty normal. And, and it's great that people like Cynthia are able to still go in and, and want to be there. So I love hearing you say that. So um, for any of you, um, as we talk about today, we want to talk a little bit about parenting uh, right now and what that looks like, you know, if, Anything that's just come up, whether it's with doing school at home, uh, I know e-learning is, is a big thing right now, which is, seems like it's probably pretty tough. Um, uh, some of you, a lot of people everywhere listening probably are working from home, so working with their kids at home, um, or even some of your kids maybe having some fears and anxiety of things that things are really different. Routine is very different. I know that's big for kids. So any of those things that are popping up for you guys right now? Yeah, for us, it's all of the above. Um, we felt super unorganized trying to do last week's homework with two different kids and and get it done every day. It wasn't a lot of work. It was just, just trying to figure it out. Like, like you said, with a new routine and getting a schedule for our days is a big deal for us. And feeling out of that has been super disorienting, especially for my wife. Um, When I'm either going to the grocery or when I had to step into the office a couple of times last week, having all four kids and trying to manage that uh, was a fun adventure for her. Um, so yeah, the, the homework at home stuff was new for us, especially doing that much of it and, um, you know, wrestling with the kids through that stuff. I'm, I'm sure they have a different level of respect for their teachers teaching them that than us for some reason, which is kind of funny. I don't know if you guys have had any experience with that, but, um, oh, absolutely. We got it done, though. 
<laughs> we don't actually start the e-learning until next week, um, but we've been getting regular updates from our kids' teachers. And my 11-year-old, the teacher's been sending out um, some emails about something they call their AR goal, which is, you know, they're supposed to read books and then they take a test on it and they have a goal that they're supposed to reach. And she's had parents who've been contacting her about whether or not their kids can take the AR tests from home and they haven't figured that out yet. And it's just, it's been an interesting, an interesting dynamic getting those emails. Cause I'm like, you're worried about an AR goal. There's like a deadly virus going around. That's, it's not high on my priority list, <laughs> but at the same time, keeping my kids on a regular schedule, I think will help to minimize the anxiety too. Yeah. So I respect the fact that the school is doing everything that they can to kind of normalize things in a very abnormal uh, thing that we're going through. All I know is my gratitude towards teachers is through <laughs> the roof, period. I, it's just, it's funny, you forget. Because um, on one hand, whenever <clears throat> you know, our families had more opportunity to get together because all events uh, in the evenings pretty much have just been canceled. You can't gather. There's no um, nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go out to eat. There's no sports to go to. There's nothing really to do. And so we've played, you know, three or four rounds of Monopoly and, uh, you know, hung out and watched movies and, and in the evenings. And so it's been a real uh, challenge in some sense, but then I also think that it's been a pretty cool gift for us. We definitely realized how busy that we were. <laughs> because it's not bothering us one bit yeah. to have to be at home and be together. And I hope that doesn't sound bad, but it just, we are too busy mm -hmm. and um, we have certainly enjoyed a lot of really good time together. And although our governor, Andy, I'm going to mention him because I think he's amazing, but anyways, we're from Kentucky. So <laughs> Andy is our governor. So I have been following him, listening to his recommendations. And one of the recommendations is get up every day. Like you normally have. We've not been so great at that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hard too. Yeah. I mean, I've, I found myself, you know, I've, I've really just been in about three days now and I was like, oh, I should put jeans on. I'm like, nah, I mean, I got sweatpants. <laughs> like, you know, like, right. yeah, this is, yeah, it's a weird thing. And I've seen some other uh, people like John Acuff. Um, he said he's been working from home for years and he said that at some point flannel feels like failure. And I'm like, oh, that's a good line, you know, but I mean, there, I'm sure there's things like that, but for your kids, Ryan, like morning, imagine too. Ryan, yeah. Yeah. Ryan got up this morning and put on sweatpants and he goes, no, I got to take these off. I got to put on something so I can be more productive that's and he right. changed clothes completely. <laughs> that's interesting. Right. That's right. Have some of you found like best practices like already? Uh, I know Matt, you try to get in a rhythm or, or just, uh, you know, in, in a, maybe you're avoiding flannel. Uh, or, but I mean, are there are there things that are best practices you can already tell? Yeah, if I do this, it, it definitely helps. You can share with people. Um, yeah, definitely. I think just I don't know if it's like a rhythm of the day. We're still trying to figure that out, honestly. Um, but I feel like we've been trying to be really intentional about during prayer time and definitely right before bedtime, having just honest conversations with our kids. I know that um, they really just have lots of questions and they don't fully understand what all is going on. So like throughout the day, if we all just got into the van yesterday just to get out of the house um, and I had to run into a, a store to just to get some fruit uh, to eat for breakfast or whatever. And they're like, can't go in with me. 
you know, and they don't fully understand that. And then, you know, I'm just trying to be as intentional as possible. We are anyways, of letting them ask the hard questions and trying our best to just, maybe we don't always have the answers, but, you know, giving them opportunities to ask those things because they are scared and worried. And, you know, it's kind of fun to talk through those as a family and talk because, you know, Eli, he's my best question asker. Sometimes he's like, God could just make all this stop. You know, why doesn't, why is, why is all this still happening, dad? You know? So I'm like, well, let's talk about it, man. What, what are some of the good things that are happening because of this? You know, why, how can we walk through this question a little bit? And, you know, it's challenging, but we just been more intentional about that type of stuff for sure. We may have Matt just go ahead and give his answer in a full sermon form here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's wondering about the same thing. And it's, Let's do it. Uh, you know, that's good. Yeah, that's good. What about you guys? For us, um, uh, I don't know if I've found anything. I feel like we're still working on our rhythm as well. But we've been very physically active. That's been <laughs> super helpful. Um, just lots of physical activity. Um, I don't know. I, I tend to be one that I, I, I like to I thrive in a little bit of structure. And uh, so this is kind of throws a wrench and all that. Like the day's automated for me, you know, during school, it's, we need to be up by six, six fifteen. Kids got to be, I get them to school at seven o'clock. You know, I can be really in the office by seven 30. Most of the time I'm good to go. I, I, all that's my morning's done. Well, now it's not quite that simple. And so it's just a wrestling match constantly. But I think for, I mean, for us, uh, my kids are a little older, uh, I think than Matt. So they don't, like my 13 year old cares about my 13 year old. He's a fantastic kid, but he's not all that interested in much outside of his world. Um, that's right. And, uh, he's a good, great kid. Um, but just different questions. Yeah. Our, um, governor played a video, um, for kids. Like he comes on every day and talks. You guys have probably heard about, um, Governor Brashears and just him coming on every day. I don't know how you guys are doing it in Indiana, but there was a specific video they made for kids to just allow them to ask questions. And it kind of, um, so I made my kids sit down and watch it. They're like, really, mom? I'm like, yes, really. You have to sit down and watch this. You guys need to know about this. Um, they're pretty laid back and go with the flow. So they don't really seem to be too too nervous or too upset about anything and we just continue to have the conversation and talk about it and try to keep it as normal as possible if that makes sense yeah. um and just try to keep it simple but you know helping them understand as well what's going on and the the, the true severity of it but they're i don't know they're kind of so there's a kids the there's a kids video that uh you a little can, short you one really uh, I mean, can Indiana people get to this Kentucky video? I don't. I don't think. I think it's only for Kentucky. <laughs> you, have to, you have to have your Kentucky passport. I'm you know, sure. I guess so. Facebook page. They're making for videos it. for the kids. I have I, uh, that that uh, that I've noticed that I know what's going to happen in Indiana after Kentucky does it. That's been the pattern so far. Like if Kentucky <laughs> yeah. does something, it's like the next yeah. day Indiana's doing it. And uh, maybe we have a cartoon coming. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they'll just take the kentucky one and change like when it says kentucky you'll have a double where it says indiana you know we yeah, can do that <laughs> but if it came recommended by cynthia the medical person let's do that let's well do i mean that might be stretching it a little bit <laughs> i think it was a platform for me to explain it to my children with them out listening to me because i'm mom and so i really don't 
even though I'm a nurse, they don't look at me like, you know what I mean? Like I'm mom, but I said, this is from the governor. This is what he wants you guys. It sounded a little bit more serious. So they actually watched the video. <laughs> That's nice. That's great. What were you going to say, Matt? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, my mom forwarded me this PDF book that's floating around out there, and it's a coronavirus um, children's book, basically, that explains the virus. It's got the virus. It has, like, arms and legs, and it's, like, talking to you and telling you about what it is and how it spreads and what's dangerous about it, but it's in a way that kind of puts kids' questions and minds at ease. And um, it's not terrible. It's not very long, um, but it really is. It's actually kind of helpful to my kids uh, to read that to them a couple times. And they've actually asked to read it again once, which I thought was really weird, too. So <laughs> I can share that with you guys. That is really weird, but, you know, that's okay. It's, it's yeah. Good. It's a good reminder that there are resources available. And I'm sure, honestly, what I've seen, and I'm sure Matt, you know, too, and, and anybody, but um, Matt and I are kind of in the creative world at, in our church and, and being able to see a lot of other churches and organizations and people in general that we follow on social media are being very creative right now because they kind of have space to do that. And so, um, man, I would encourage anyone who has uh, thoughts or ideas for creative ways, one, to help people. Um, awesome. You should do that. And two, it sounds like there's an opportunity to help kids understand things better. So, um, Natalie, I, had a, I was thinking about this. So, I mean, you have um, three kids at home and two kids um, outside of the house and one who is a nurse now. Um so, man, what are what are some things that even your kids are asking, or even you're thinking as you know your old one of your older uh, daughters is is uh, is in in a hospital right now? Yeah, yeah. So the the ages of my kids, there's like different concerns for each kid. Um, my oldest daughter just got laid off today, so that's a bummer. Um, yeah. she'll get her last paycheck on Friday, so. She's calling me and saying, well, what do I do? And I'm like, well, <laughs> move back in. <laughs> um, maybe, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but so, you know, she's, she's on her own. She has an apartment and she's just facing the reality of, you know, her business had to shut down. And so she's got to figure that out. My second oldest daughter is a nurse in Indianapolis. Um, and so she's, she's right in the epicenter uh, of it for Indiana. Um, so yeah, obviously all of us are concerned about her and that's just a regular thing we've been praying about as a family, you know, cause she will be exposed to it at some point as a healthcare worker. Um, and then my, my other daughters are 14 and 16 and they've been trying to figure out ways to get together with their friends on <laughs> Google Hangouts and play Dungeons and Dragons or, or nice. whatever with them yeah um, let them play that what uh yeah dungeons and dragons is the thing um i don't understand it but it looks like they're having fun um my that's son, not an official one life endorsement oh not no, no not at all I, yeah I, okay so funny story they invited one of their friends uh and and use the term D and D. They said we're getting together for D and D next week. Do you want to join us? She thought it was a Bible study. <laughs> like no, well, it's, it's actually not. So, what would my, the D stand for? I now I need to know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's most difficult for my son. He's eleven, and he is at that point where you know some of the questions that were on the screen after the message, um, on Sunday. You know, he was, he's processing all of that very deeply, much, much more so than I guess I had 
I had thought, because he was talking about the fact that there are people now who probably won't be alive in a few weeks. Wow. And I, when he said that, I kind of went, whoa, like he's thinking about that kind of stuff at 11. And that, that's hard to know how to parent through that. I don't want to scare him, but I want to I acknowledge that he's having these concerns and help him process that. So. Yeah. Wow. That's a question I'd have for all of you guys, um, and Brett, you included. I mean, even with, with grandkids and, and older kids, and have you had any of your kids come, come to you with being a little bit scared? Like, have you had any of them come with that, um, asking questions, and you can tell that they're a little bit scared? You guys, I, as far as uh, our, our grandchildren, I need to qualify it. Uh, they're they're three and one. So yeah. uh, no, I've I still get the same request I always get. Like let's play hide and seek, and, and the other one just wants food. So uh, they're not quite a, they're not at the eleven year old stage. So I haven't had to be confronted with those things. But it's, it did sound like Ryan had comments. No, our our kids really haven't haven't shown a lot of um, kind of anxiety about uh, what's going on. I, mean, I think. They have shown more frustration towards the fact that they have to do schoolwork at home. You know, <laughs> they want this to be summer vacation early as opposed to um, uh, anything else. And so I, I, we haven't really had to cross that bridge at this point. Um, you know, but it has, also hasn't hit very close to us either. Like nobody we know has been impacted negatively by it and that kind of stuff. So I feel like with kids, a lot of times yeah. they don't pay any attention because it feels so far away until you know it just gets closer to home so hopefully it doesn't get any closer to home for us but uh, our, our kids have not shown any they just send me off to work like it's nothing every day <laughs> see you later mom love you <laughs> in a sense you're grateful but in the other sense you're like hey this is a big deal like <laughs> johnny has uh there's there's an older uh i mean older as in 21 year old um from our church who is kind of taken Johnny under his wing and has been sort of like his, his adopted older brother, so to speak. Um, and he was actually in the UK and had to come back. Um, and he was in a group with um, a young lady that tested positive. And so he's been in quarantine for uh, since he got back. And every single day, Johnny has asked me to text him and see how he's doing. No. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, far, that's... so good, by the way. He's displaying no symptoms, so praise yeah. no, music for that. Yeah, and, and on one hand, it seems like kids kids need to be have those things explained to them, but the other, the other side of it is what I've heard pretty consistently is that kids themselves seem to be the safe, safest uh, segment of the population uh, when confronting all this, and it is the older. But there's probably a way to... Uh, teach about considering, you know, consideration for others would be a, uh, we're yeah. doing this for the sake of others. I myself may not be in danger, but others, others are. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to live my life in such a way that others would be protected. I think there's a great value in that. And I do see that as one of the goods that's happening in our culture right now, that people are just trying to be more considerate of other people and especially older people who may be in more danger. Yeah. So that's one of the pluses of it anyway. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess any, as we kind of wrap up, um, any kind of closing thoughts as you guys would give, um, other parents or other people kind of wondering like, how do I find answers? Or, um, I know you guys gave a couple examples of a video, you know, that the, the governor of Kentucky gave and Matt mentioned a book. I'm sure there's a lot of resources online right now for, um, for kids, but I don't know anything or any kind of ways that you guys would, um, 
help shape a conversation if you were getting to talk. And obviously it's going to be different for every child. So I can't say that everything would work, but any, any kind of thoughts you guys have on that would be great. I think kind of just going with off what Brett just said and what I've been trying to do is uh, helping my children understand the things that are happening still through this, that, you know, not all is lost just because this bad stuff is happening, that there's also, a lot of wonderful things that God's doing in people's hearts, showing them how to serve their neighbors and, and love each other and, and bringing up others more than themselves. Um, that That's huge. And then um, I think just continually to just take opportunities to say, hey, you know, let's look at what the Bible says together. Because, you know, scripture, one of the most important things it does throughout is God is continuously reminding his people during troubled times of the times he saved them in the past over consistently over and over again and and we'd be missing if we didn't continue to remind people of that same saving uh nature of god consistently as he watches over them through difficult times so yeah and i i think it's awesome too um at our church and you know wherever you're listening if you're a part of one life church or not you're more than welcome to to use some of the resources that some of our team has provided or has been provided to us and go to onelifechurch.org slash update um there's some resources there for weekly uh, teaching and time of music for middle school and high school students both um and also um kids uh, all the way down from preschool to elementary and so there's some resources out there that we, we would love to help you provide and what i love hearing even at, at both of our campuses all of our campuses that i've heard um different people showing up to um basically just interact with the kids they're not getting to see. Um, I got a video. It was just a random link on Saturday from one of our preschool leaders at our West Campus. And she just sent it to me. And I'm like, what is this? And she's like, oh, I, I just haven't got to see my preschool kids. So I did a preschool service for them. She just made it with her phone, um, had her kids be doing the dancing, like the songs with her. Um, and it was great, you know. And uh, I saw, I was in another chat and some, uh, one of the um, kids who's in that preschool his parents were messaging saying how much their son loved seeing, you know, his people that he knows and hearing a song that he knows. Yeah. Um, I love that. So, I mean, I'm, I know that there are people um, not only in churches, but specifically, I know even in our church that are saying, Hey, we, we care about these kids that we get to interact with every week. We want to create content to make sure that they know um, that they're not alone. So, and I know that um, in Henderson, we had had someone hosting a whole service uh, live uh, this past Sunday. And it sounds like that went really well. Yeah, it really did. My kids loved it. <clears throat> it's a really cool thing. It's awesome. It's me that, or it strikes me that that that's what parents need to know as much as anything. Don't do it by yourself. Uh, there are a lot of resources, a lot of things. Search them up and uh, find them on Facebook or uh, through our church, or just because uh, I heard it said a long time ago that uh, if you don't feel very creative, the the secret to create creativity is get things from the outside. It's input into your mind. So if you've run out of ideas of what to do with your kids, don't strain your brain. Uh, think about, go out and read other things. Look at what other people are doing. It'll spark something. Because even while this is going on, you, we all have an opportunity like we've never had before. And that's the, the conversations I've been having with a lot of people are like, you know, like the, the nun said, right now is a very unique time that we never may never see again as long as your kids are growing up. So the fact that we're home, yeah, it could be bad. But on the other hand, we may get real, real super busy about two months from now. And you've had a time to spend quality time with your kids like you may never have again. And so uh, take the opportunity. It's uh, it's a real time to dig deep in your roots of your family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, um, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for um, sharing a little bit of things going on in your life. Um, Ryan and Cynthia, Cynthia, thank you for 
you know, going in and helping people every day. We're thankful and, and praying for you and everyone doing things like you. Uh, it's a tough time, a scary time. So, um, Matt, Natalie, thank you guys for joining in and, and sharing some things going on in your lives as well. And, um, yeah, Brett, you know, anything to kind of close with as we wrap up this episode of the podcast? Yeah, I, I would encourage everybody at One Life, just uh, we're trying to be uh, creative and we know that now, especially it's official, both in Indiana and Kentucky, to stay in your house thing. Well, we want to keep things online. We are going to put wor- worship on Tuesdays online, listen to the podcast. Uh, Thursday will be special prayer and keep an eye out for other things that we're going to be doing and participate in that. That way you don't feel like you're climbing the walls all the time. We, we want to offer variety. We want to offer connection because I think it'll make it'll help everybody get uh, get through this if we're doing it with other people. Yeah. And I would highlight too, if you, I mean, man, we'd love to tell some of those stories here and we have a really unique opportunity um, to, for you to be able to connect with us in a really easy way, even through um, an online platform like this. So email me at podcast at onelifechurch.org. Tell me a story of something going on and maybe we can um, share that here on the podcast or even have you on to talk about it as well. So yeah, guys, stay safe, stay home. And uh, thank you all for joining here and um, thank you guys for listening.